0: Welcome to the Positive Sports Podcast. I'll be your host this afternoon, Ed Montana. Alongside me today, my brother Alex. Alex, how are you doing on this fine Labor Day?
1: Um, I haven't done a goddamn thing, man. I'm celebrating with, by doing no labor. <laughs> well,
0: that's, that's the way we celebrate in America, right?
1: That's, that's how we it, celebrate man.
0: Labor Day. We don't work.
1: That's right. You know, the Phillies had a reliever in today's game versus the Mets, uh, whatever his first name is, and it's Workman. I'm like, poor guy. He's got he's to work. Well,
0: if he's, if, he's, if, he's, um, if he's a bullpen guy from the Phillies, he's not working much.
1: Yeah, no, none of those guys are doing much work. <laughs> none of those
0: guys are doing much work. Well, you know, that's, that's true of the Mets' bullpen as well. So. It is, it is. But uh, yeah, man,
1: other than that, just chilling. Uh, we have, uh, I, w- I was watching the Rockets and Lakers yesterday and I'm like, football starts this week. Like, I completely forgot about football. And then we talked a little earlier and you were reminded of football. Yeah. So I think, I think we're due for a uh, NFL preview in a couple days.
0: That's right. I'm excited because that is one of my – that is one of my favorite episodes to do because oh, – In general, year, or just the preview. The preview. Just, the NFL preview oh, show oh, that we do, it's one of my favorites because every year you come up with a team out of nowhere. And, I mean, sometimes it's a disaster, right? Right. You're the team yes. that ends up going, you know, 2-14. and 14, And then sometimes right. – it's a team that is really in the playoff hunt, surprises a lot of people, looks really good. You look like a Nostradamus when you make the, you know, into right. the season. So I always look forward to that. Plus, it, it, the NFL preview I think is the best one because the NFL is the hardest to predict, right? It, a team can come out of nowhere. And this season we have some big moving pieces that I think will make it even more interesting as, again. But anyway, that's, uh, we'll save that for another day. Uh, tomorrow or Wednesday, but be on the lookout uh, for that, for all of our positive sports fans out there to to listen to that NFL preview show coming out in a couple of days, a day, well, maybe tomorrow, maybe Wednesday. I'm not sure yet. We'll see how schedules line
1: up. Huh? I said before the season starts, it'll be out.
0: Yeah, because then if if we do it after the season starts, your picks kind of lose a little, you know, they lose a little
1: luster. Well, I, I, I won't be wrong. That's for sure.
0: (laughs) In that case, you won't. Well, look, what's really going on now is the NBA playoffs, right? We're into the second round of the playoffs and I'm going to say, I'm mildly surprised because the bucks are getting absolutely manhandled by the heat. Um, Jimmy Butler is looking like a a, a a true, true superstar. Giannis is not looking great, and now he's hurt. We don't know if he'll be back for the rest of the series. It's 3-1 right now, and really, it it could have very easily been a sweep. We could have been talking about the, the Bucs being done already, but for the heroics of Chris Middleton uh, during yesterday's game, it. I'm kind of shocked. I'm kind of not. What are your thoughts on the series so far?
1: Uh, I'm definitely shocked. i 3 3 now 3-1. Uh, I'm definitely shocked. I'm not – I'm shocked at the results, that it's 3-1, you know. I'm not too shocked that the Heat are playing well because I think they have a pretty decent team. Like, I love no-shave Jimmy Butler. <laughs> I mean, the guy just looks – he hasn't shaved and he's just – you know, he's – he got a really bad rep in Chicago, in Minnesota, and you know I, I think everybody around him in the Heat is enjoying playing with the guy. You know, I mean, he's he lays it all out there. I mean, so you know they they've they've done well all season, really. The Heat the Heat have played well all season. Yeah, so. they have. So yeah, I, I am. I'm, I am mostly shocked at, at the results, but as well as the Heat are playing together, I'm not that shocked. But I mean, I don't. I don't really. I don't give the Bucks a chance in the next game. I really and, don't.
0: No, not not at this point. And as far as Jimmy Butler is concerned, look, he, he had a reputation, and it was well deserved. He he built that reputation himself. But what he has shown with Miami is, a, is a, a new level of maturity that he just didn't have uh, with, the, with the with the Wolves, with the T-Wolves, and certainly with the Bulls. Um, and I think it, it, we may not like to admit it, right? We don't like to give Eric Spolscher a whole lot of credit because we view him as the guy who just coached the big three and that was it, where he just kind of rolled the basketball out on the floor and voila, they won championships. But Eric Spolscher's really done a great job. Remember – Jimmy Butler played for Tom Thibodeau and, and, and Thibodeau is a good coach, but a very, very different style. And so I think this, this is one of those instances where really the styles have matched up to produce this Jimmy Butler, which is a clutch basketball player, a team basketball player, a leader on the court, a leader on the sideline and really has this Miami team looking like, like they could do something special here. And on the flip side, you know, the Bucks are very disappointing. The Bucks look very, very disjointed. You know, last season we talked about Giannis, Chris Middleton, and Bledsoe. And I haven't is Bledsoe even on the team anymore? Like I don't I don't see that guy. Now Chris Middleton came up huge yesterday because he was the only one on the court. And Giannis does what Giannis does, but that team seems very disjointed. They don't use Brooke Lopez, I feel, nearly as much as they should. He has a significant advantage in the paint, and they don't seem to go to him. I understand he's not going to be your first option, but the Bucks just look like they're just running down the court and throwing it up whenever they get it, you know, make a couple passes and then nothing shows up, chuck it. And that kind of basketball just isn't going to work, and defensively they're not doing the job on the other end.
1: Yeah, I mean – uh, Great point by, you know, with uh, Spolstra, because, I mean, let's remember, this guy had Bosh, Wade, LeBron. He's got a completely new, brand-new 15 guys on the team, right? Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, what he's done really, I mean, is fucking incredible. Um, but for the Bucks, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess not playing together, like you say, you know, playing this jointly is, is – the best way I think it could be described, they're just not, you know, they're just not, um, they're just not playing well. I, and I, and Giannis is getting defended pretty good. Like they're not giving him anything easy, you know? So yeah, Miami's got a lot of shooters too. So, you know, they they get hot. This is what I wanted to ask you though, right? Jimmy Butler gets a bad rep, right? or had a bad rep because he, you know, uh, demanded so much from his teammates. I mean, Jordan did the same thing, you know, except, of course, Jordan, you know, won a few championships here and there. But, I mean, he he demanded the best out of his teammates. And we look at him as, man, he just wanted to win. Jimmy Butler does it and it's like, oh, he's an ass. I don't think so. But, you know, other people may say, oh, he's a dickhead and, you know, being rough on his teammates and talking down on them. But essentially, he kind of has done the same thing. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of a
0: difference in demeanor and approach. Michael Jordan, always very professional with the media. Jimmy Butler kind of, uh, you know, throwing teammates under the bus. And, you know, I think it's different to demand excellence from your teammates in the practice room and on the court when you're during the course of the game and then not not trashing them to the media, which Jimmy Butler has done. And the other thing is Jimmy Butler in the past has been very openly critical of the coaching, right, which Michael Jordan never did that. And I think, I think when you start criticizing the coaching, it, it feels like – a bit of a pass the buck which turns people off and he may have been right I'm not saying he was wrong he may have been right in his assessment but when you start to do it in the media that's when you that's when it kind of soils your reputation so to speak and I think that's what happened to him to a certain degree and you know he kind of he kind of quit on those teams at one point like he got to a certain point where he just kind of said, screw it. It's not going to happen here or it's not going to happen this season. You know, we're not good enough. And he mailed it in, which Jordan would never do. Right. So those, I think those are the slight differences, but I think he is, I think to your point, he is the ultimate competitor. One of the things that I really liked, you know, there was that controversial call in, in the game last night where he was fouled, but because of the rules, the only thing that they could, the referees could review was whether, who the ball was off of because it ended up going out of bounds and the coach didn't challenge it. And Jimmy Butler just kind of shrugged his shoulders and said, Hey man, that's the call. And we just go on to the next play. Right? Like he didn't, I think the older Jimmy Butler might've blown a gasket there and and maybe right. lost his cool. And they ended up losing the game anyway, but he, like that that play did not define the game for him and for his team. They ended up playing well throughout and then they just lost in overtime. So I think that those two things that that is a point of where you can really see some of the maturity in uh, in Jimmy Butler. Um uh, is maybe, it over?
1: Is this series over? Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, it Look, next the game only thing, the only thing that we can talk about when it comes to the the Bucks at this point is what's going to happen with Giannis. Is he going to sign a long-term deal? Are they going to get him some help? Or is he just going to, uh, you know, bounce for a bigger market? I think that is probably the most interesting conversation we can have and the most realistic conversation we can have about the Bucks at this point.
1: You don't think the Bucks will come back from
0: 3-0? No. No. No, and, and Giannis, is, Giannis is compromised at this point. I don't know how badly he's hurt. I don't know if he's going to play game five or not, but even if he plays game five, yeah. he's compromised. He, you know, no, nope. There will be no miracle comeback by the Bucs. Sorry. Uh, moving on Boston and uh, Boston and Toronto has been an entertaining series. I hate to say this because it, it Sounds kind of disparaging, but I'm surprised it's two-two. This series feels like it should be three-one. It almost feels like it should be four-zero. I mean, the the Celtics have dominated this series, and I'm surprised that the Raptors have won two games. You there? Did I lose you?
1: I mean, I mean. I don't think this – I mean, it's 2-2. I mean, how, how should this series be 4-0 or 3 I mean, no. By who? By the Celtics? I think the Celtics have dominated this series. Even
0: the two games they lost, I felt like they could have very easily won those games. One of them they should have won, right? Like, it was a Hail Mary three-pointer by a guy that doesn't even shoot three-pointers. I don't even remember his name. And OG, I mean, made man. OG. OG made a fantastic no shot. Fantastic shot, but that was the Celtics game to win. Um and then the last game, yeah, the Raptors ended up winning, but the Celtics dominated large portions of that game, and I'm surprised the Raptors kind of just hung around, hung around, hung around, and then managed to pull it out. But to me, this series feels like it's been dominated by the Celtics. Tell me it's not gonna tell me it's not gonna go that way the rest of the way.
1: Yeah, I mean I. What's impressed me with the Raptors is their, uh, their switch on, the, on, like, the swing passes, their switch defense is fucking on point. Like, they contest every damn shot. They did it against the, the Nets. They've done it here against the Celtics. Win or lose, they, they just defend really well. Um, I mean, I, I, I think this has been a pretty even series. I, I, I mean, this is kind of what I expected. So, I, and I expected to go seven games. So, uh, I think they're giving us some good basketball.
0: It's been fun to watch, but I think the Celtics take this relatively easily the rest of the way. I think the Celtics are the better team at this point.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So we we got a we got an interesting game in the in the in the Rockets Lakers series. An interesting game one, an interesting game two, but boy, this sure feels like. The Lakers got a wake up call in game one, and the Lakers are going to roll from here on out. Um, Anthony Davis was a monster last night against the Rockets. He scored, I don't know, all of the points? Yes.
1: <laughs> I mean, he had 34.
0: No, he had more than 34. He had to have more than 34. No, he had
1: 34.
0: It looked more like 64 to me. It seemed like he was scoring all the time. Now, granted, I wasn't watching the game. I was kept flipping back, and every time I flipped back, he was scoring. So, if it, it felt that way, um, yeah, I'm,
1: I'm pretty sure he had 34. I think I could be wrong. I'm not always right. Yeah, 34. Seth,
0: pretty good. Either way, I feel like uh, I feel like the Lakers are are gonna are gonna take this series. The, the size is just too much. It's just too much to play that small ball and. Depend on Harden and Westbrook is just not Westbrook. I, I'm I'm convinced Westbrook is still somewhat injured because he's he's just not playing right.
1: Thoughts? I mean, well, I, I'll start off with, uh, you know, I I don't think the 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 Rockets' small ball can hang for seven games. I think they'll barely hang for six games. What I question is, you know, if 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 you look back at how the center position has changed throughout the years, like, could you imagine if Shaq was playing on this Lakers team and he was guarded by Eric Gordon or P.J. Tucker? There is no reason why the Lakers don't post up Anthony Davis every fucking play and just just back down whoever he's guarding. Because... It's going to wear – it's it's just going to – as good – P.J. Tucker's a bulldog. He's got a great heart. That's great. But when you look at it matchup wise he doesn't match up with Anthony Davis. And Anthony Davis needs to be fed the ball 40 times and take 40 – everything in the paint. Like, he just needs to dominate. They don't have – That's it. That's all they need to do. They don't have anyone
0: – I mean, the only guy on their roster – is Tyson Chandler, and he didn't play last night. I don't think he played in game one. Like, and I don't – how much resistance could he put up? But, yeah, you're right. If I have Anthony Davis against P.J. Tucker, I think I'd I think I post up Anthony Davis every single time down the floor until they do something different, right, until they either immediately put six guys on him. And, and, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what you do, but you just – I continue to go to that well, and and I don't stop going to that well until until the game's over.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean the other thing the Lakers need to do is they need to hit their their shots a little better. Three, you know, the three point shot needs to go in a little more. So, you know, Anthony Davis is going to get double triple teamed. That's just that's going to leave at least one player open. They got to be able to knock down those shots. You know, I don't, that, I don't and, trust
0: And that's really where the Lakers have a problem, right? If not in this series, then certainly in the next series uh, and the series after that is they're not a good shooting basketball team.
1: Yeah. So, and, you know, we, we've done all this talking about the Lakers and we haven't mentioned LeBron James. So I, I, I don't think the Rockets match up well against the Lakers at all um i would like to see the lakers you know go to kuzma a little more maybe have him you know get into the you know take some more shots get a little confidence cuz they're going to need they're going to need a third wheel right you know what i mean yep. and, i mean kuzma could could be that in the in the playoffs right at least so Wells. And, and, and,
0: and the way this lakers team is built it's built for kuzma to be that third wheel and yeah. you don't give them the ball and you don't get them in the flow of the game you're going to have a problem and 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 this is why i think the lakers are going to have a problem going forward and as much as they are the odds on favorite to win this thing man i just don't know i don't i don't i don't see it i really don't see it unless unless lebron goes back to the lebron of old and and anthony davis just goes off every night you are going to have to have those guys basically pouring in 70 points a game for them to win and it's got to be an efficient 70 otherwise they're going to have a problem
1: yeah i mean when you look around the west you know you have the rockets who are you know they're either going to shoot themselves in a game or they're going to shoot themselves out of a game <laughs> and you have the clippers who pull george is not Paul George just, just yet. Right. So they have their, they have their issues also. And then you have Nuggets who, you know, I mean, they're, they're playing well, but I don't know that, you know, so when you look at the West, I think every team has, has issues right now, but I mean, you know, the Lakers got the best player on the planet. They got the best big man in the game, I think you know, the other guys just need to step up and it's, it's really, you know, once that three ball starts going in, I think, I think the Lakers will be fine.
0: Now that brings us to the last series, the Clippers and the Nuggets. And I'll be honest with you. I haven't watched a whole lot of this series. It just hasn't worked out for me timing wise. Um, I think this series is going to be better than people think. I think, uh, you know, I think everyone's penciled the, the Clippers to go through because the Nuggets had to go through that hard seven-game series with the Jazz. But the Nuggets, the Nuggets are a tough basketball team, and they still have really good players in Murray and, and Jokic. Um, I think we're going to see a dandy of a series here. Who do you like?
1: Oh, I think the Clippers went, went out at the end. What is it? Is it 1-1? It's it one one
0: it's one yeah, one right one, now. One. We got game three tonight.
1: I'll tell you what, Denver Denver in game 2 fucking smothered the fuck out of Kawhi Leonard. I mean like they really smothered him really good. They controlled the paint like their big men came to play. Mm-hmm. Uh so I that's kind of what you got to do at this point. Like Paul George is the number 2 guy, but he's not playing like a number 2 guy, so focus in on on Kawhi, let everybody else beat you, you know? I I think I think the, the Nuggets are going to give them a good run for their money, but, I mean, I, I still got the Clippers.
0: Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a good matchup when you look at the, the top two guys on both sides, right? You've got Jamal Murray and, and Jokic on one side and Paul George and Kawhi Leonard on the other, and I think it's going to be a good matchup through and through. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing how this plays out, but I, I see this going all the way. I I, I think it's going to end up being a seven-game series, and I don't – if I had to guess right now, I, I couldn't – I have no pick right now. I, I yeah. just don't know who who would be favored. You know, well, I know who's favored, but I, if I had to bet, hmm, I don't know that I'd part with my money. I think I'd sit on the sideline and, and not wager.
1: Yeah, this does look like one of the – well, this, Well, actually, if you're going to bet, the, the spread would be what to bet. Because, right, if, if we're thinking it's going to be close games.
0: Well, the spread – I mean, the spread has been blown apart the last couple of games, right? The Clippers won by a lot, and then the Nuggets yep. won by a fair amount. So – Right. Yeah. The spread has been irrelevant in these games. But well, we shall True. see. True. So True. uh so what do you think about the uh the the NBA here in the bubble now that they're in the second round, they've kicked the hose out and brought the families in. Is that great?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, the players get a little taste of everything, right? That's they get right. some uh outside food and then home cooked food. That's right, that's right. You know I thought I thought it was I, look, the NBA,
0: we don't hear as much about the hockey bubble, but the NHL's done a fantastic job with their bubble. Yep. They, theirs was two bubbles. They've now consolidated it to one out there at the conference finals. Um, they've done a fantastic job as well. I don't think they've let – they haven't let anyone at the games, and I don't think they've let the families into the bubble. So they, they've kept it that way. But it has worked perfectly right and the nba has done a fantastic job with their bubble i think this is i think this is great and you know it 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 just it propels the sport even higher in terms of ratings and it makes people want to watch like oh look you know they're holding their kids and stuff it's a blast i I think the nba continues to do it right yeah uh yeah
1: i guess i mean i mean you know, I guess it's good that their virus count is low, like, right. There's no cases. So, I mean, that was, I think, the whole point of, of this whole thing, but you know, I've, I've watched, I've watched plenty of, of the playoffs and you, you just miss, you miss the crowd noise. You miss the crowd, you miss the players, you know, looking at the crowd and the tour. I mean, you know, like playing in Boston, right. Oh, you know, you, you, I mean, it's just – you miss all that. You can't hear what the fans are saying, right? You can't hear all the heckling, but you know what's going on. You know what I mean? And it's either going to fuel or it's going to break the, 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 the away team. So, but, I mean, yeah, everything else, it's whatever, you know? There is a certain
0: amount of energy, obviously, that the fans bring to the game, and that's – it's missed. Oh, yeah. No question. Uh, I will say this, though. I think the smaller venue, the less distractions outside of the court, it seems to me, and, and I don't have any statistics to back this up, the games have been higher scoring. I feel like the shooting has been better, and I feel it's because there's no background, right? Everything is dark around the court, so, or relatively dark, darker than it would be in a, in a normal arena. And so – the the shooters i think are 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 finding it easier to to shoot and so the the quality of play i think has actually been better you just don't have the same amount of emotion it's more uh robotic i guess uh so and you know again there's going to be differences there's going to be pluses and minuses but i think the nba overall has done a fantastic job with this whole bubble thing the one place where they screwed up The players could have, like, their wife and kids. The referees were even allowed to bring one person. The coaches were not. Hmm. Why
1: why can't the coaches bring someone? Like, that's kind of fucked up. Well, they have to coach. They can't be distracted. They have to draw up a game plan. Yeah, but the players have to play. Yeah, but they got a game plan.
0: You know what I think? I think it was a... I hate to say this, right, but I think it was an ageist thing. It was an age decision, right? Because all the coaches are older, so who are they going to bring? Their spouse, who is also older. They don't want anyone getting the Rona and dropping dead right there, you know what I'm saying? In the bubble. Could
1: could be. Could be. That's a good theory. That's the only
0: thing I can think of. What other reason would there be for not letting the coaches bring somebody when you let the players, and even the referees?
1: Yeah, some of those reps look Look like they're, you know, so, yes. 50, 55.
0: Yeah. But I mean, most of them look young, right? They got to be young to run up and down the court for two and a half hours.
1: Well, yeah. Well, they, they train to. Yeah, that's true. They I, don't, be I can't think
0: of a good reason why the coaches were not allowed to bring. All right, we got, we, got to, we got to put this out to the Positive Sports Army out there. <laughs> you guys know why the NBA did not allow the coaches to bring someone to the bubble starting in the second round of the playoffs. Go ahead and email the show, positivesports10 at gmail.com, positive sports 10 at gmail.com. If they want to get a hold of you, Alex, and let you know what the deal is with the coaches, how do they do that?
1: On Twitter at Brooklyn Gaucho one And you can
0: reach out to me on Twitter as well, at emontana21. You can catch our podcast, of course, on YouTube, Podbean, Google Play, iTunes, whatever podcast platform you choose to use. That pretty much covers it for the NBA playoffs. Hey, uh, you want to go play some tennis?
1: (laughs) Only if you're the line judge. (laughs)
0: No man, it's too dangerous to be a line judge. If I'm gonna be the line judge, I'm gonna wear a catcher's mask with a little flap to cover my throat.
1: <laughs> Listen, we—I've seen—I've seen some some of those line judges get hit with, you know, in the groin, in the face. I mean, that's they're in a really dangerous. These ball, tennis balls again served at like 120 miles per hour. It's yeah. a dangerous job. Yeah, it is. It is,
0: but what we're talking about obviously is Novak Jokovic who hit a lines person on a changeover for no reason. I mean, he wasn't even mad at the linesman. He was mad at himself. He blew a point right. and he, you know, he was serving. So he took the ball out of his pocket, the extra ball, and, you know, just basically dropped it and flicked it. And it hit, I mean, it was a, it's like the fucking tennis ball had eyes and just throat
1: punched the lines person. And I'm telling you, i don't know did you see it yeah i mean it, it it looked intentional really it really looked intentional i mean it was such a perfect i don't shot. think it was i don't okay. think it was but it definitely looked intentional
0: you know absolutely not absolutely not intentional but it looked it because the ball just went you know like right at right at her throat and she dropped I mean, oh, she yeah. dropped, and she looked like, uh, she looked like a Melissa McCarthy victim of a tro- of a throat punch. Cause she was like, <laughs> she was <laughs> I
1: mean,
0: crying. I'm, I'm laughing now because she's okay. Right. But I mean, it looked bad a- at the moment. It looked yeah.
1: terrible. Yeah. Kind of sucks that, uh, he lost that way by default, but I guess the rules, the rules, but, uh, yeah. It's just, it's pretty fucking nuts. Yeah. It, I wonder if she'll try to like sue him or something. Oh, eh, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to
0: say yes because <laughs> yeah, that's just what people do, right? It's so, America. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, only in 2020 with the odds on favorite. Djokovic was such a big favorite that he was favored over the entire field. There are 127 other male tennis players in the U.S. Open. He was favored over all of them put together. Only in 2020, only in 2020 would that kind of favorite lose in the round of 16 by
1: DQ. I would be pretty pissed if I put some money. Oh, you – Dude, you
0: you and I both follow gambling Twitter, right? Yeah. And I of course I heard I saw all kinds of tweets go by yesterday. People talking about tennis is a bullshit sport or you know people <laughs> like I'm so glad I bet on Medvedev or whoever you know whatever the other guy was. Like yeah, people just went on and on just irate at Djokovic for for uh, for doing that. That's rough. Hats off to the uh, to the USTA and the U.S. Open because I mean they did they did exactly what the rules said right and if there was ever a time where you know you you might have you might have looked for some bending of the rules it's here I mean he is your far and away your number one male you can't even. I mean, you can't even pronounce the name of the next three guys that are that are that are chasing him you know at this tournament. And he is your number one draw on the men's side. There's another week to go in this US Open. Yeah. He does something that deserves to be DQ'd and the US Open said, We're DQ'd. We don't care. Yeah. We don't we don't care. We just we don't give a shit. You're out. And you know, hats off to them because I as long as they talked about it, I was watching it. They talked about it for about 15 minutes. And I thought, oh, my God, he's going to talk his way out of it. And they didn't budge. They were like, no. And, and now I guess someone read the lips of the conversation between him and the head official. And he's like, look, you can you – he made a few points, which I agree with, right? He said, you can penalize me a game or a set or whatever. I agree. When you know when you're arguing your case, that's a good point.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Then he said, "Look, I've never done anything like this in my entire career. I've never hit anyone. That's a good point, right? When you're arguing to try to yeah. lessen your punishment, that's a good argument." Then he right. says, "Look, we're, it's the quarterfinal. It's 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 the round of sixteen in a grand slam. Okay, now your now your argument's a little bit." you know now starting to get shaky and then he said the one thing that just made me go novak shut up he goes she didn't even have to go to the hospital <laughs> <laughs> well was was he right i don't know i mean they they took her off the court There's no and, way she
1: went to the hospital
0: look you don't know have you ever been hit in the throat with a tennis ball uh no Next time we're together, I'm going to hit you in the throat with a tennis ball so that we can see if it's hospital worthy.
1: <laughs> well, well, I have to do it back to you so you can see also.
0: <laughs> no, no, I'll
1: take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, I understand the rules of the rules, okay? There's plenty of cops that bend the rules for you, right? When you speed a speeding ticket. Yeah. I, I think tennis could have fucking let him slid. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on now, man, come on. Come on, come on, seriously. So, I thought that was, um, I think that's pretty fucking weak, actually. I think it's pretty weak. Not because it's Djokovic. It could have been anybody. I just think it's, you know, if you really, if, if the judge deep inside did not think it was intentional. No one thought it was think, intentional. Huh?
0: No one thought it was intentional. That, no one thought it was intentional. Did the intentional? judge think the, the, it was intentional? the umpire the the rules but official the, the tournament official, even the lines person no one thought it was intentional that was never it's, a question
1: right see yeah then i mean i would have i would have i would have considered not fucking he here's you know. the problem yeah. it's it's, it's kind of weak it's like a weak, it's like that weak uh three point uh the the foul uh what was it was it like game one between boston and and the certain um, And the Raptors, they had like a really weak foul called on a three point you know, it's it's just it's just it's just it's just just weak, really, I think, in my opinion. Just my
0: opinion. Here's my here's my thing though. When when the rule is so black and white, you really have no choice. And he's a tennis player. Look, he knows, right? The the rule is this is the rule in case you're in case you're wondering. The rule is It's called ball abuse, and that's not some kind of funny play with your girlfriend. If if you (laughs) if you strike a ball with your racket, with your hand, with your head, with your foot, outside of a game of play, right? Outside of the actual hitting a tennis shot, and it strikes anyone a ball boy a Lions judge, the umpire, a fan, anyone, you are immediately disqualified. That's the rule. And when you're frustrated, when you're, these guys, when, when they're frustrated and they hit a ball, they slam a ball, they know, even, even, even in that moment of frustration, they know that they're taking this much of a risk that if they hit somebody, they're going to be disqualified. They all know the rule. And, and look, Novak Djokovic is 33 years old. Novak Djokovic has won 17 Grand Slam titles. This is not his first rodeo. When he hit that ball, even though he wasn't looking, even though he wasn't trying to hit anyone, the minute he hit that ball in frustration, he knew that he was taking this much risk of hitting somebody. He happened to hit someone in the throat and he got DQ'd. I have no problem with it. I think it's absolutely the right call. The rule is there for a reason. He slammed a ball into the wall earlier. That didn't hit anybody. He didn't get DQ'd, right? He didn't violate the rule. It's very simple. It is black and white to me. Yeah. <laughs> I can just see it now. Like, you know, the French opens in a couple of weeks. It would be hilarious if for the first round match all the lines people were wearing <laughs> were wearing catchers' masks.
1: Cups on the outside of their shorts.
0: <laughs> there, you, there you go. That would be hilarious. Cards. Oh, you know what? They get like they're, they're wearing a mask and then they attach the little throat protector that the catchers wear. That yep. would be that would be perfect. <laughs>
1: that would be uh actually very humorous if someone just just did that like one one of on the line judges just you know showed up like that just you know just it would
0: be funny if it'd be funny if novak had a few of those made and like handed them to the uh handed them to the lines people before the start of his yeah. next match <laughs> but you know you can't do that now because they wouldn't accept it because of covid like they wouldn't want to touch it because he touched it
1: that's right yeah
0: so anyway all right man you got anything
1: else that's it man i'm ready to go watch this basketball game go eat some dinner and uh enjoy the rest of my night
0: all right man don't forget to do your homework for that nfl preview coming up in just a day or two
1: yes yes definitely definitely can't can't wait. wait can't wait
0: can't wait is right Well, with that, we've come to the end of another wonderful episode of the Positive Sports Podcast. As always, we appreciate you listening, watching, and interacting with us however you choose to do it. As always, folks,
1: ignore the negativity. Be the positivity. Peace.